bring them out, bring them out. Bring them out, bring them out. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Fiend Podcast with your hosts, Zay and Young Vander. Fantasy Football Fiend family, what's going on? We about to get this thing popping. We got a topic today that I believe is going to help everybody in their draft, in their waiver decisions, in their trade decisions. We're going to be talking about running back tears. Young Vander, talk to the people. What's going on, Fantasy Fiends? Can y'all hear me out there? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, all all right. Right. So, tier one, uh, and, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, tier one, is, in, in my opinion, is pretty easy. And I'm going to be talking, out, I'm, 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 a, I'm a throw this out here early. I'm probably going to be talking out of both sides of my mouth. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say that because <laughs> it's going to be a contradiction. Say, yes, it's going to be a contradiction <laughs> because. As I give you my tears, I'm going to say barring injury, while at the same time, there are certain players that I will tell you that I'm not drafting because I believe they are most likely to get injured. So it's going to sound like I'm saying that, well, I should have this guy higher because we're not talking about injury. But there's certain dudes that just scare me and I, I and I, I can't buy them but so high. So. Um, so that's the part that it'll, it may seem like I'm kind of being wishy-washy on, but it'll all make sense when I get the explanation. So my tier one, barring injury, there are absolutely zero questions about Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, or Derrick Henry. Those are the only three running backs in my tier one because those are mm. the only three running backs that I feel have zero question or i can poke zero holes in the fact that they can absolutely in the fantasy season as the number one fantasy running back what you got i like it um but i want to add one other guy and uh i think alvin Kamara should have let's say um i think with the injury to michael thomas especially in the ppr Standard league, maybe I, not so I much. Agree. Mm -hmm. But PPR, he should be gold. Um, with no Michael Thomas and without Drew Brees in the system, I think it's going to be a lot more checkdowns. Uh, a lot of both passes, you know, swing out of the backfield. And I can very well see many games with him having, I mean, 10-plus targets just coming out the backfield as a receiver. I completely agree with that assessment. The only reason I didn't include him in my Tier 1, which he would have been last year, actually, those three running backs have absolutely zero question. I have several questions about Kamara and the Saints. Question number one, is Taysom Hill going to be the starter? He's more likely to run the ball himself than he is to check down versus Winston, who don't want to get hit and can't run himself. Are you going to be in a situation to whereas, yes, you're going to get 10 targets, but you aren't going to be in the red zone very often, so – all you're going to get is your yards and your PPR points. So I have a couple of questions about Avin Kamara that just won't allow me to put him in the uh, first tier, uh, which is where he's been for the last several years uh, prior to Drew Brees leaving. But I have no idea what I'm going to see out of the Saints offense. So that's my only uh, reticence as far as it comes to Alvin Kamara being in being able to 
uh, finish as the running back one. I, I don't know how many touchdowns this offense is scoring this year or who the quarterback is. All right. Understandable. So you have no, you have zero concerns on workload for someone like Christian McCaffrey coming off an injury. No. Um, because even if you were to reduce his workload by 15, 20%, he would still have one of the highest workloads for any running back in the NFL. So I think they would do him a favor and do him a service to actually reduce his workload slightly. But do I believe that that would actually affect his – maybe he wouldn't be far and away the number one running back versus just being, you know, a few points ahead here or there in any given week. But um, I, I don't see that as being the issue. Sounds good to me. I'm with it. So you started my tier two. The first person in my tier two was Alvin Kamara. Mm -hmm. Along with Alvin Kamara, I have Nick Chubb, Ezekiel Elliott, mm -hmm. the young buck Najee Harris, Jonathan Taylor, mm -hmm. and, and actually, actually, belay my last, some recent events have caused me to kind of scoot him down a tier and actually swap him out with Aaron Jones. So my tier two, um, and this is live, you know, so at any given point, we may hear something that, that may make, make us change my mind. The next time we talk about tiers, it may be a little different. Uh, but Kamara Chubb, Elliot Harris, Aaron Jones are my tier two running backs. I see you're a big believer in, uh, in old Najee. I'm a big believer in the workload that I believe he's going to have. Man. And opportunity is, is I mean, th that's that's major. Um, for sure, especially in the Steelers offense. I yeah, absolutely. Sure. Yeah, they, they, they've been missing this type of a player for a long time. Um, and I believe the Steelers are going to get back to Steeler football. You, I, I don't I, I'm not going to jump out there and say that this kid is going to be um, Le'Veon Bell, but he has the skill set. You don't you don't draft a running back that high unless you feel that he has the skill set to be everything that you need for that position. Um, so he's one of those guys that I think even if he doesn't have the quote unquote otherworldly um, talent, if you will, um, he'll get his by volume worst case now if he's as talented as i think that he actually is um in the in the actual nfl and not just in college then you combine that with volume and you're looking at a possible league winner but again there are questions and concerns so that's why he's not in my tier one um the the pittsburgh o-line um what are they going to do we, um they they've they really haven't replaced several of the guys that are no longer there that have been um, um, depended upon for years to create some of those lanes that made Le'Veon what he was. We, we, we saw what Le'Veon did with no O-line. I mean, let, let's just keep it on. We actually have a comparison. Um, so that's the, the type of questions that I currently have about him. But I, I believe he'll pull it out um, just due to volume. Cool. Yeah, I think Aaron Jones, he's disrespect. I mean, Aaron Jones has actually for several years ended higher than several of these other running backs. So maybe he should even be sure. higher on the list. But 
um, for for whatever reason, um, he's one of those RB one. He ends up, you know, around RB five, RB six, RB seven in, in in most occasions. And that one year, um, I think he ended up as the RB one, or close to it, depending on your league type. But um, he's another guy that, for whatever reason, ends up kind of getting overlooked. Which is, you know, he's he's one of those guys that if you don't get an RB in your first round, that you should be looking for um, in that second round. I feel that way about Nick Chubb. I think he's one of those running backs that he's sitting right at the floor of our, of, of tier one and at the ceiling of tier two. He's mm, like yeah. right there. Uh, he's coming in to have the best office line in football. Absolutely. And if you pay attention to Nick Chubb, he's been uh, pretty consistent. Um, I mean, he's averaging one touchdown per game, you know, uh, last you gotta season. Gotta love that. You know you what I mean? So, um, but I have him at the top of my tier two. Like I said, his head is peaking in tier one. Um, Najee Harris, it's a wait and see approach for me. Um, I know how the Steelers usually uh, run their running back when they come into contact with a three down uh, style of running back. So I, I feel you on that, but I'm a wait and see on that. I have Ezekiel Elliott here. Um, I have Saquon Bartley here. I understand uh, the injuries people are concerned about, but the talent is undeniable. Aaron Jones, Joe Mixon, and I'm rounding off with Jonathan Taylor of the Indianapolis Colts, who had a little late season surge last year. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, eight touchdowns in the last four weeks. I mean, that's already Strong. approaching RB1 territory. Absolutely. Know? So I'm going to definitely round it off of him in a tier two. And uh, he actually starts my tier three. He would have mm. and, was, and was actually <laughs> in tier two prior to Wits going down, prior to Quentin Nelson going down, which yeah. I believe will greatly affect um, what's going on with him, especially uh, when you have a uh, Jacob Eason at quarterback versus someone that you kind of have at least uh, a little bit more uh, respect for, if you will, as a defense. Um, it's it's a lot more likely that that, that safety is going to zero in on Taylor versus even caring about what Eason's trying to do with the wide receiving. Course. I agree. Um, and, and then not having your your all pro left guard, I mean that's that's a big blow to a running back. Yeah, and then probably the best in the league. That, that part. So <laughs> yeah. then combine that with the fact that they just paid Marlon Mack and Naheem Hines ain't, ain't a scrub either. I mean, so so you're in a committee. You lost your left tackle. You lost your starting quarterback, and we haven't even started the season yet. So I I, I just due to recent events i have to kind of drop him down from the tier two to tier three but not because of his talent due to the situation if that makes sense makes and the same plenty. thing with aaron Rodgers. Uh, excuse me uh aaron Rodgers. the same thing with aaron jones he was in my tier three based on his situation i didn't know whether or not aaron Rodgers was coming back so again that was a you know um on the fly switch uh, based on the the two running backs um, situations, um, I think Zeke is going to end up being a stud. Um, but based on performance from last year, that puts a question into whether or not he can be the running back one. So that's the reason why he's um, right there on the tail end of that um, tier one, tier two. And Chubb, honestly, Chubb is he's the one of the tip top best running backs in the league. For not sure. necessarily 
the best for fantasy per se, but when you talk about best running backs in the league, you don't you don't really get much better than Nick Chubb. The thing about Chubb and the offense that they run, they don't run very many plays. Um, so his number of opportunities is going to be a little lower than several other running backs. But at the same time, he also has Hunt, who Hunt is – Who's I, been, I who's been a RB1 before? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but I still wouldn't call him 1A, 1B. Hunt is clearly the RB2. It's just that if there's anything, and I mean anything going on with Chubb, that any other running back would at least have to attempt to get it out, Cleveland don't have to, Cleveland don't have to make that decision. The, the, he, he can go in and out just as quick because they're not really losing anything um, they're, 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 they have a different style of running back, so the type of play call might be a little different. Instead of going through the tackles, you may go try to hit the edge, um, but they aren't losing talent. So that's the only thing. And then, and then in many games, um, the fourth quarter was all hunts. Um, so you have that too. Uh, Nick Chubb doesn't really get too much of that garbage time production that you can get from – um, some other running backs that we'll talk about in tiers beyond this tier. Um, but yeah, that, that's kind of my outlook on, on as far as he's concerned. Um, you go ahead and you start out with your t- oh, oh, Saquon Barkley is in my tier three. I know you mentioned him in your tier, yeah, two. yeah. Um, barring the news that I just received this morning, they're saying that he might be out uh, up, up two and through week three. There is no so for him to be that high in my rankings, that means that he would have to be a a first, second round pick. And I just can't see that type of draft capital on someone who might not play for the first month. That means I can't trade you, I can't play you, I can't drop you. I you're just clogging up my roster. You know, it's it's going into uh I we have a draft coming up in a couple weeks and uh just going into it, you know, of course I'm in it to win it, but I'm also a fan, such of a fan of the of the game where I'm just so interested to see who do it. Who's going to be the person that takes Saquon? Who's going to be the person that takes Michael Thomas? Who's going to be the person to take Deshaun Watts? How how early are you going to jump out the window, grab these players? I'm just I'm just sitting back. Oh, I can tell you exactly. So curious, man. I'm just waiting. It's it's crazy. When you get to about round eight. And those names start looking real unfamiliar for those that aren't prepared. You're gonna start seeing some weird shit happen. But these guys are gonna be gone way before round eight. You know, I it. don't know. But you think you think Michael Thomas is gonna be picked before round eight? Yeah, somebody's going because you, you got that. You got that one guy that's gonna say maybe he uh he didn't take receivers right. Mm-hmm. And then he, he sees the name. I got he sees you. the name and he's like, well, I'm gonna stash him. You know. We, 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 we live in that kind of world where I'm going to hold this guy and maybe I'll get trade value from later down the road. He's still Michael Thomas from what I remember two years ago who was the best receiver in the league. You know what I mean? So yeah. you're going to have that one person that thinks that way and they're going to jump out the window and grab this person to hold on to him. Okay. Quick sidebar. And we're jumping right back into the RB uh, to the okay. RB tier. Now, the reason that that makes no damn sense is because you're literally holding someone that you can do nothing with 
until you're able to trade them, which you're going to get a low ball deal because when they first start back, when, when you don't play for the first three weeks and everybody else is already up to speed, right. you still need your time to get your actual footing under you that everyone else has already had. You haven't even been able to work out for X amount of weeks. So right. then when you try to trade them, you're going to be trading that person at a depressed value. So you, you bought them high and now you're just trying to get rid of them so what was the you clogged up your roster right didn't get anything out of it more than probably another wide receiver or or rb a bench type rb because no one's about to give you someone who's comparable to thomas because i'd rather have that guy than take the chance um couple that with the fact that he doesn't have drew Brees. he's been hurt the last couple years he's at odds with his coach I mean, like, I, I don't know. I mean, like, I agree with you, but you know what? It's still a Mercedes. You got some people that get in that 1995 yeah. Mercedes with the same yeah. confidence as somebody jumping to that 2021 Mercedes. Yeah. They yeah, still see it as a Benz. And Michael Thomas, yeah. they're still going to see the name and say, hey, this is a Mercedes. I'm buying it right now. I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a good idea, but it's going to be guys that do it. I can see that. It, you know? can see that. And it's still going to cost you about two grand for everything that get broke on that for car, sure. unless you know how to fix it yourself. For sure. So, for sure. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. What is it going to cost you? Who did you bypass because you got that person? Did you bypass, let's say, a um, you bypass a, a Chase Claypool? You bypass the Deontay Johnson? You um, if, if you get in Saquon, you bypass an Antonio Gibson, you bypass the J.K. Dobbins. These guys are raring to go from day one. And you hoping that these other guys may be ready when they eventually come back. Like, I, I, I ain't got time. I ain't got the time. Because matter of fact, if that's the case, I can ride the guy that you don't feel is as good and trade that running back. In a in a lower tier wide receiver to get Saquon up at you because you just as nervous once he actually comes back as I was in draft season. So you still didn't actually maximize off it. Whoever you actually end up trading them to later on is the one that ends up maximizing that. So you know, but back to the RB tiers. I'm gonna go and kick it off on the tier three. I got your guy. This is your guy from last year, Antonio Gibson. Absolutely. Uh, I have Austin Eckler. Sitting here at the top in the uh, okay. tier three, uh, C E H. I like okay. him here I in like tier it. three. I'm also going with this guy, even though they signed a running back behind him. I like Josh Jacobs. Um, despite this, the signing of Kenyon Drake, I mean, this guy did have 12 scoring touchdowns last year. And this guy here, as long as he could play a full season and healthy, I'm gonna go with Chris Carlson here in my tier three running backs tier three for me i have uh starting that tier jonathan taylor i uh, do the situation again antonio gibson uh same as you um joe mixon mm. jk dobbins mm. clyde edwards alaire austin eckler um, and I also have rounding out this tier DeAndre Swift. So, wow, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So, there's a couple things going on in this tier, right? So, real quick, you're not afraid of Jamal Williams, <laughs> absolutely not. 
Not 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 even remotely. Um, the, the coaches have already come out and say he's going to be the bell cow. I expect Williams to be a little less than what he was with the Packers. Um, but nah, he, he doesn't scare me at all. Um, and, and not only that, but even if Williams does get a little bit of shine, um, Swift is still going to get more than enough touches um, in comparison to running backs that are in the worst situations committee-wise. So that doesn't scare me off at all. Um, Antonio Gibson, I believe, has the opportunity to be a league winner. Um, this is – Antonio Gibson is one of my guys, like you said. I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm putting my, my, my seal of approval on Antonio Gibson for a couple of reasons. Um, he's definitively, in my mind, an RB1. I think they're going to actually utilize his uh, pass-catching skill set a little bit more this year than last year. They didn't want to put too much on him last year. Um, they're going to have a much better offense this year. Um, and also he's one of those guys that because you don't have to get them in the first round. And in many cases, you don't even have to get them in the second round, just depending on your league. You can sure up some other thing. If you want to, um, get a tight end early. So you aren't going to be able to get that, um, that, that first round running back. This is the type of guy that may give you the points of those first round running backs, but you're clear in a way far above everybody else because you took the risk on getting Travis Kelsey in the first round and not getting a running back. So you kind of need to know based on what your strategy is going to be, who you can get later on that may be able to produce like people that were uh, picked before them. And Antonio Gibson, uh, a lot of the guys, in my opinion, in, in, in tier three, are those type guys. Joe Mixon is a guy, barring injury, um, that can give you that round one type of running back um, uh, point um, um, differential. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, I believe, is going to have a stellar year. Another one of my guys this year. Uh, I think people are doing the same thing this year with Clyde Edwards-Alaire that they did mm -hmm. last year, which is making a decision based on emotion that's going to give you the wrong result last year everybody was so high on him that when he still ended up being an rb1 but uh, excuse me i think he ended up being an rb2 but because he didn't end up where you drafted him which you shouldn't have drafted him that early anyway now you butt hurt over the situation so <laughs> now you're making the same mistake that you did last year by letting your emotions cloud your judgment and what i mean by that is this guy is going in the third and fourth round in many scenarios and he's the starting running back Le'Veon bell is going there's not really anybody there to take many of his touches he's a starting running back on what could be again the best offense in the entire league right. he's gonna have plenty of pass catching opportunity he's going to have plenty of um, red zone opportunities to let this guy go based on him not being one of the absolute best running backs in his rookie year, I believe is a clear mistake. Well, when you watch Chiefs games from last year, the problem is he age came in at where short yardage. I mean, he could not punch it in for, you know, it's like when, when the field start getting shorter and everybody's packing in, he just can't get it in. You know what I mean? Um, of course, he's a great talent and probably the best offense in the league. But when it comes to getting me, if you can get me two or three yards, he could not. He just well, let me ask wasn't you this. his strength. 
and I'm, I'm going to lean on your real-life football experience versus your fantasy experience. Mm-hmm. Don't you believe that that's a skill that can be developed? I, no. I, I, don't, I don't think that's like speed. I mean, no. it ain't like either you're born with it or you aren't. No, I don't think it's, I don't think it's something that can be developed. Can you – I mean, how long we watch Shaquille O'Neal play and not be better at free throw shooting? That's a little bit different, though. Not because, necessarily. Yes, I mean, if, I'm if, gonna tell if, you you, if you a speed guy, if you're outside the tackle guy, if you're a A-gap guy, I don't think some of these things can be developed. I think some of these things are just you are who you are at this point. I get that. But given, given your prior example, Shaquille O'Neal, yes, was a very bad free throw shooter. But he progressed. He developed that skill set. So he wasn't nearly as bad as he went further in his career as he was at the beginning. No, he was bad. Don't hear what I'm not saying. He was never good. He was, you, you would never choose him to do that. However, he got better. So, but, but also, here's the other thing. His coach was smart enough to know what he wasn't good at and he made decisions for that player to maximize. So what I mean by that is, in my humble estimation, Mr. Reed is a pretty decent coach. Maybe instead of trying to ram it up the middle, you give him a quick pitch. You give him a quick toss because, like you said, he's a speed guy. He's like more likely to get around the edge than he is to go, go up the gut. That's true. So, but at that point, you become predictable. Not necessarily. And you don't want to put somebody in the, in the, in the game where – we know what you're about to do. We know you're not coming to the middle. You don't do it every time. I mean, no, nah, but that's been his issue last year. But but that's one year, and that's his rookie year. So I don't I don't think it's fair to hold that against him in his first year. I mean, if you look at the yards, if you look at his opportunity, I like his outlook better than some rookies that did a better job than him last year. So I, I'm just saying, like. I like I like Kyle Edwards Alaire outlook better than I like Josh Jacobs outlook. Who's in my team? I mean, you do because of the because of his quarterback, because of the offense. I, I understand that point. But this is a guy that only topped 100 yards twice last year, right? I remember the game. I think it was Thursday night when they broke in, and everybody's like, "Oh, everybody went Ceh crazy. Oh, it's over. He's going to be the man this year." And then, you know what I mean? Once people start to realize what his strengths are and what he could and could not do. I think we'll see a lot more of, of Daryl Williams and these guys probably getting a little more of those opportunities when it comes to that thing. You know so, what I'm saying? Like, that's just not his strength. I, I disagree again because the other thing that happened so is, 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 um, is Patrick Mahomes not better than what he looked like behind that O line? And did they not fix that O line? And are they not raving about that current O line right now? And wasn't one of the main pieces that was fixed? One of the well, actually, two of the main pieces that were fixed are vital in running up the middle. I mean, come on now, everything wasn't on him. Let me now, ask you a question this, when it's second and three on the three on the, on the second and let's say second and goal on the three yard line, you think they turned around and giving this guy the ball? Yep, because you know why? My, 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 so. my, my, my offensive lineman that had that linebacker meeting you at the line last year is now getting you two yards worth of space before you get touched, before contact. Mm-hmm. That's that's huge. When you're getting mint at the line and you're talking goal line, um, goal line opportunities, it, it's – I mean, okay, I'll give you an example. 
um you had Kenyon Drake before before uh the Cardinals um were, were attempting to fix their line Kenyon Drake got stopped on the goal line like literally like th- like two or three plays in a row I remember on, on one drive mm-hmm. but but Kyler Murray because he can hit the edge or because he can make that um that he can freeze that safety or that linebacker for that split second he's able to kind of get a little something else going so when you got that draw player when you got that um that not reverse but when you got that counter um that that kind of freezes that guy because you know he's a little bit faster and you're getting a little bit more push i mean you cannot underestimate or under evaluate what that push is from your line i mean look 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 at what patrick mahomes looked like in the super bowl he's way better than that so if he's way better than that and he's in and he looked bad because of the line you don't think that affect the running back as well i mean Depends what type of lineman. Are these pass, more pass pro type of lineman or more run? You know, I mean, I understand where you're coming from with upgrading the offensive line. It should be better for him. Um, But I don't know. That's all I'm saying. I, I just don't know about this guy when it comes to that. I like him. Don't get me wrong. I like CH. Mm-hmm. He's in the best offense. I got him in my tier three. Uh, But I just think when it comes down to short yardage, you, I think that's what's going to be his Achilles here. I don't think he's going to be the guy punching it in. I think they're going to you're going to see them actually still passing the ball or running a little small short routes or or jet sweeps and things of that nature. Because this offense is this same Andrew you talk about. This offense is all over the place. It's not conventional, so I don't see him getting those conventional fall in the end zone type of touchdowns. I can see that. I mean, but but I, I just I, I just feel that by the end of the year he's going to end up being somewhere in the same realm. And and again, in this tier, these are the guys that I believe can replace a, 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 a upper echelon running back, if you will, if things go right. Um, a couple of other names that were mentioned um, that, that 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 I got kind of got a reaction from when I mentioned uh, DeAndre Swift. Um, DeAndre Swift, I believe, is going to be one of the only bell cow type um i think he's going to be in a joe mixon type of a situation um but his line is actually going to be much better um see i disagree i think he goes i think third down he may be on the bench oh absolutely not i, I think jamal Williams is, is no probably sir. a better a better third down running back and the difference between him and oh, joe no. mixon is geo is gone like there's no geo bernard so there's a difference when you signed this guy they signed jamal Williams. Did did you pay attention to what they did last year? Who? The Lions with Swift. Yeah, it was a carousel over there. No, not on third down. It was that was his job. That, that was that was his job more so than first down. He he is the pat look. Swift. It, it's been stated out of camp. It's been stated by coaches. He is the bell cow. Williams is the clear number two. This 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 won't be a a 55 45 type split best case scenario i'm seeing a a 65 uh a 65 35 type of scenario um but that's best case scenario um but and i also see them playing from behind a lot so he's going and he's one of the best pass catchers on the team like he's he's legit the but is he better than jamal williams Yes, absolutely. I don't think so. Pass catching ability? I'm I'm not sure about that. I'm not telling you what I think. I'm telling you what I know. 
this boy catches the ball. He does that better than 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 just about any other running back that was in his class. That was that was a part of the reason why they got him. And and, and, and in my opinion, now that you've upgraded that line as well, um, in comparison to what it was last year, and that they're going to be playing from behind, so mm-hmm. garbage time garbage time counts too. Garbage time cuts down uh, counts just as much as the touchdown in the first quarter. And I believe that they're literally going to have to go balls to the wall from quarter one all the way to quarter four. So they're going to actually have more plays ran. Let me ask you a quick question. Who's the star receiver on this team? Uh, DeAndre Swift, uh, TJ Hawkinson. No, they they don't have a star. So their best receiver is Hawkinson. Their best receiver is Swift. That sounds like a stack box to me. Because he's their best receiver? Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, if your best receiver is a, a, a running back, my safety is coming up. Everybody's in the, we're not we're not afraid of no Jared Goff. I mean, that's the same thing they did last year when there was no Galloway. No, uh, um, nah, but the difference last year you had Matthew Stafford, a quarterback can actually, you know, don't, who, don't. who throws upward of 5,000 yards a year. I get that, but don't disrespect golf like he can't throw the ball. I mean, he's not Stafford, but he ain't that far from it. But it makes I mean, a difference. It makes a difference I in agree. offense. I there, there's no holiday. Like you said, that there's no star receiver. If your star receiver is the tight end who's in his second year, and you say the best receiving team may no, no, be. No, 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 no. You missed my point. What I'm saying is Galladay was hurt for most of last year, right. so safeties were stacking the box, and right. Swift still got off. That was my point. Well, we talking about receiving-wise, he didn't really get off. Like he caught two no, touchdowns last year. No, but what I'm saying is, look at his targets, and then look at the, the 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 amount of points he was able to gather without having, like you just mentioned, a number one receiver. It's going to be the same situation, but he's going to be getting the ball even more now because they trust him to carry the load. Can, okay, can we agree on this? He is the number one running back. Can we agree on that? Yes. Okay. Can we also agree on the fact that his workload should increase from last year when by your own admission it was a carousel? Can we agree on that? Not necessarily because it's still a carousel. He, he was losing he was losing snaps to a 50-year-old running back last year. I agree, agree because oh, he was a real oh. He was supposed to. That doesn't mean anything. Uh, it I means seen, a lot. I've seen Kareem Hunt lead the NFL in rushing as a rookie. I don't want to hear about rookies. Yeah, on a team I've that had Kareem an offense. Hunt. What are you talking about? But you compare no, no, no. the Chiefs offense to no, what the not. Lions had Listen, last year? No, no, no. We're comparing rookie. You said rookie. we're comparing teams. We're not talking about rookies. Running back is one of the easiest positions to transition from college to the NFL. Yes, if you have a good team. Hunt, ha- Hunt the only thing that they still don't have a good team. What are we talking about? So he can't be what Hunt was. That's my point. Oh, no, that right. means that means he's going is not going to be as good as you think it's going to be. That means he that means he can't be the number one overall. That don't mean that he can't be a good running back. He was a good running back last year, and they had a bad team. He's a good running back that was losing snaps to a guy in a wheelchair. Do that ain't there that? no more. So this he's is not there no more. You're so right. This is what you got to understand though. <laughs> if I have a one year contract on a running back, I'm not going to not run him. I'm paying him to run, and I'm not going to run my rookie into the ground, especially when he had an ankle injury. That don't make sense. I literally paid this guy to run him into the ground this year. I'm not about to run my rookie into the ground in a year that I know we're not about to do nothing. That don't make no sense. So riddle me this. If they was that big of a believer in this guy, 
Why sign Jamal Williams? Because you need an RB2. Like you just said, that RB2 last year was a 50-year-old running back. Why would they not No, sign but they, they still Williams? have – they still have uh, – Who? What's the what, your, your your other main guy? Yeah, ain't, ain't no other main guy. No, who, who was who, no? He was your guy a couple years ago. Isn't he still there? You talking about um um uh, Carryon Johnson? Yeah, is was he is he still there? Carryon, I look at Carryon the same way I look at Marlon <laughs> Mack. Like Carryon could have been everything if, if if he without that injury, but he 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 has not. He he never got that step back. And, and, and like you said, how you have some running backs that are speed guys and some that are power guys. If a speed guy loses a step, he's just a guy at that point. So Carryon, um, the 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 Lions basically did him a solid, but he's third on the. He, I mean, he's literally there just in case somebody gets hurt. But you yeah. don't let guys. You don't let someone who was productive for you 50 years old or not go unless you have faith in that rookie i'm telling you swift is just this conversation with someone that i completely respect as far as it becomes the fantasy that mm -hmm. further lets me know how much people are sleeping on them because you don't normally sleep on nobody i'm not sleeping I'm on saying, them i'm just saying i don't think he's going you you was just saying oh he's the bell cow and this i, I don't is. believe i don't believe that portion Look, I, 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 I'm, I'm telling you what the coaches are saying yeah it, but it, it, they're saying it's not even close how many times have we heard coaches say oh this guy he can't boy they can't stop him in camp nobody can hold him no 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 no, no hold on not hold on. they can't stop him but when you say that he's the bell cow which means that you're not even taking into account the oh, feelings goodness. or the reaction of anybody else in that running back room you meant what you said when you said that I that's like calling it. somebody the starting quarterback and then going back and saying nah I was just playing. He ain't the starter. No, I got to see it, though. I just got to see it. You I, saw it last year. Now he's going to have a bigger role. What do you mean? How many times you need to see it? I got to because, I, like I said before, if you bring in a guy. They had just, to bring in a guy. No, no you don't. How you, you, can draft, you, you can go You can go draft a, a running back. They didn't have that many picks. They had Man, more you money. You can sign a running back off the you – can, you can literally sign a – one of those one and done guys off the street that's looking for a job. But you I mean, but they, they actually invested some money in Jamal Williams as well. I, I agree. But that's the one thing that they got because they nobody else want to play for them. What's money in the, I mean, what what what's oh. money when, when when you can't get no no nobody the, the main guys that you would have paid didn't even want to play for you anymore. So you had plenty of money. It, it, it if you didn't give it to Williams, you would have gave it to somebody else, and there wasn't nobody else that was willing to take it. It, it, I mean, okay, so it's guys out there right now that they could. I mean, they, they brought in. Um, uh, I think they brought in Ty Gurley to camp and, and somebody else. I mean, so they're looking for depth, but they, right. they, they, but that doesn't mean that that Swift isn't everything that that they they say he's going to be and that we saw that he was going to be. But with that being said, there's one other running back that I'm now making a change on the fly and I'm including in my tier three. All right. Daryl Henderson. And yeah. I'm including him in my tier three because, again, tier three for me are those guys that can possibly replace people that are in tier one mm -hmm. if things go according to plan. And for me, the number one running back in the Rams offense, if things go according to plan, also taking into account apples to apples when he and Cam Akers um, were relatively close in snaps. He actually outproduced Cam Akers, and most of us had Cam Akers as a tail end, 
um, round one uh, to early round two type of a running back this year. So mm-hmm. same talent level, picked in the same draft capital, both picked in the second round, um, same around about the same production. Why not? And then you know that, the the again, going back to the guard system, the depth chart, there's nobody behind him that's nipping at his heels to take his job. So barring injury, I think that this guy is going at a, a huge value. So I, I actually got to move him up to my tier three. I'm, I'm curious to see if they add a veteran running back. I um, think they should. <laughs> yeah, the Rams. Because um, I remember last year we was thinking this, uh, okay, this guy's going to be the man. Gurley's gone. And McVay was kind of playing uh, musical chairs with those guys. So I'm just curious to see if uh, he's going to just hand this guy the, the keys to the car. Or well, he don't have a choice because, like you said, what what the, what other chair are you gonna choose now? I mean, he they, already got. I thought the Rams drafted a a, a running back also. So yeah. the backup running back, um, his name is Jones. Uh, right, X Jones. I forget what his Xavier. Name. Right, it, yeah. How uh, I forget his name, Xavier. <laughs> so Xavier Jones. I, I I I remember his last name was Jones. But yeah, they say he's looking real good in camp. Um, and 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 he's one of the reasons why they have not gotten a veteran yet. Um, also, um, Jake Funk, I want to say his name is or something like that. Yeah, he Jake was Funk. also he was also drafted. They, they said he's looking pretty good. Also, he's um, McVay said that he's liking what he's seeing in camp. So that's one of the main reasons they have not um, gotten a veteran presence. But I believe that it's just going to be a matter of when, not if. Um, with 17 games, man, I it's going to be difficult for any running back. I mean, you're going to need depth at running back this year like never before. I mean, running backs normally get hurt just in general, but like you're going to some of these guys are going to need to be on your bench because somebody's starter is going out. Right. I hope it ain't mine. <laughs> somebody's starting running back is a lot of somebody's starting running back is going down. So it's going to be about how you're able to adjust and you're better off already having that replacement on your bench versus having to make a trade where you end up losing strength. You've already lost strength at that running back position. And now you got to lose strength somewhere else to attempt to make up what you lost. Like that, that's a, 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 a recipe for um, a losing season. So, um, but going into tier four, right. I'll kick it off. Um, your guy that you had in tier three. And again, this is where I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth. I'm sorry. I just can't see Chris Carson making it through a season. I just don't. <laughs> I don't. All the talent in the world. I mean, he's he's one of the hardest running running backs there is. But I just I don't see it. Um, David Montgomery. I got David Montgomery. Actually, let me just let me run through the list real quick. I got David Montgomery. I got Josh Jacobs. I got Javante Williams. I got Travis mm. Etienne. I got mm. Miles Sanders, Miles Gaskins, Kareem Hunt. Mike mm-hmm. Davis, and actually, I have Damian Harris. Um, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, with these guys, um, Chris Chris Carson, um, he'll get you off to a great start. He'll he'll give you a great two, three, four weeks until he don't. Um, and I, I I can't I I can't draft someone that high that I can't depend on. So I, I know we always say that as far as tears are concerned, um, everything is barring injury. So we aren't really looking at that, but there's some guys that just scare me off and he's one of them. 
um it go ahead and give your list and then we'll kind of compare and contrast from there all right this is why i have your guy at this i have uh, deandre swift okay. i have uh, jk dobbins david montgomery wow. yeah you, oh you forgot about him no oh, you I, he, he was already in an earlier tier for me so that's definitely uh, yeah. one we got to discuss hey Keep going. When you when your when your quarterback rushed for a thousand yards last two seasons, there you go. Uh David Montgomery, uh Chase Edmonds, Miles Gaskins, Miles Sanders, Mike Davis, James Robinson, Kareem Hunt, Daryl Henderson, and David Johnson. You oh, got Johnson tier. that high, huh? Yeah, I got him. It's a tier four. Yeah, tier four running, but okay. Um I mean it's 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 it's, it's risky. Being that you know you have Lindsey and Ingram, um, and Rex Burkhead, yeah, it, it's definitely risky. But I'm gonna have him right there in tier four, at the bottom of tier four. Okay, so um, a couple of names I don't think I heard, I didn't hear. Correct me if I'm wrong. Travis Etienne. No, I didn't hear Mike Davis. Yeah, I had Mike Davis. You did? Okay, okay, I missed mm -hmm. him. Um, did you have, did you have Miles Sanders in there? Yes. Okay. Um, but you didn't have Damian Harris. No. Why? So, okay. So let, let me give you my <laughs> rationale for, for, first of all, actually, I got to hear this. Out why J.K. Dobbins should not be in your tier four. Now you did mention the fact that his quarterback run ran for a thousand yards. This is the part that you neglected to, to speak on though. The Baltimore Ravens have actually ran the ball through their running backs more than any other team in the NFL. So just based on again, volume and opportunity, I feel that he's going to have the opportunity to run away with it. Not to mention the fact that JK Dobbins is not one of those running backs that needs to be on the one to get a touchdown, that boy can break off a run and get to going and ain't nobody going to catch So him. he was in your tier three? He was in my tier three. Absolutely. Okay, okay, yeah. Because he's one of those guys that I feel can be a first-round running back replacement just because he's going to definitely get the workload that's necessary to be an RB1. The only thing that he's going to have to do, and, and, and I believe his touchdown rate is going to increase because this isn't going to be – a a a carousel type situation as it was last year he put up numbers last year and he actually didn't take over as the rb1 until like week six or seven um so i believe that starting from day one as the one and also having the um the approval and the backing of the coaching staff knowing that he can handle the load I think that the volume and the talent when combined is going to give you an RB1 type of a running back. So he's definitely um, in my uh, tier three, which is, again, the lowest tier that I believe the RB1s are going to come from, if that makes sense. So my, my tier four are where I have my high end to mid-level um, RB2 starting. No, nah, I, I mean I, I understand that. I just don't. I'm I'm just trying to figure out is Justice Hill gonna take some of those uh, snaps? He, he didn't last um, year when, yeah, when he but, was supposed to. So. You no, know, well, not last year he was supposed to because everybody's moving around now. It's the next man up. So Ingram left. And what's the other guy they had? Uh, Gus Edwards. Gus Edwards. Um, like, 
So two guys left. So it's not the next man. No, up. Gus Edwards still there. Is he? Yeah, Gus Edwards. I, is still I there. don't see him on my depth chart. Yeah, he's still there. Gus Edwards is the RB two. Okay. Hill is the RB three. I, I thought it was Justice Hill. Mm -mm. Hill is the RB three. Okay. Uh, um, but so like okay, so um, Damian Harris, I have him, um, in my tier four, because Bill oh, Belichick. Yeah, COVID. Bit, I'm sorry, he's on COVID right now. Yeah, yeah. So that so that's why he's not technically right. right. So so but that's even more of a reason I feel that JK Dobbins is not a runaway as a tier three. How? When I just explained it to you. When Mark Ingram was there, he wasn't the runaway. Because JK Dobbins was the rookie and Mark Ingram was right. the starter. Right. If, so if, now if he's I the starter. Take the job, I, I literally now here's here's another thing to take into account. Draft capital. And what have the other guys already done? Justice Hill has been there for years. Gus yeah, has but, been there for years. Yeah, but Gus is not a bad running back. I'm, I'm not saying he is. But what I'm saying is a rookie came in and overtook you. A rookie came in and the dude that was the starter then got jettisoned from the team. He's already – again, he has the backing and the confidence from the coaching staff. You saw that last year when they gave him the starting job over those guys who they already knew – their capability and talent level. So mm -hmm. I have absolutely no doubt in my mind at all who the clear cut RB one is going to be, and those other guys are just going to be there to spell him when he's tired. Yeah, I think it's going to be the RB one, but I just don't think he's a tier three running back. I just think he's not going to have a much um, uh, much opportunity. I think it's going to be more of a sixty forty split at best, and then you also have a running back. Yeah, I mean you have a quarterback that's taken off himself. So I just think it's is you know it doesn't have he doesn't have as much opportunity as you think being that he has a running a quarterback that rushed for a thousand and he's not gonna get a hundred percent of snaps anyway or 80 percent of snaps i think it's gonna be like a 60 40 split well sir in my opinion it's you know the first name that's going on the board okay um, so the board is when you and i are at a stalemate and you firmly are entrenched in what you believe, and I'm firmly entrenched in what I believe, and there's no sway in our opinions. A lot of these mm -hmm. running backs, like I said, you can kind of sway my opinion a little bit on. But that guy right there is going on the board because by the end of the year, and when I say RB1, I mean that literally. That means that he will be some he will end up somewhere between RB1 and RB12. That's an RB1. So RB1. you think he's going to finish top 10? Between RB1 and RB12. So he's going to be a top. And when the a season is over, RB. he's going to be. There, I can't name 12 guys that's going to have more points than him. I said what I said. So and I meant I can, what I, I said. I can ring off probably 12 names right now that you may be like, oh. So you sure about that? You could try. But I'm telling you what. Look. All the way down to do you because have because Saquon again he he because Saquon Barkley is not he, he's Saquon is off my board. Okay, that's fine. J.K. Dobbins ends up literally at RB twelve. So, so Josh Jacobs, you would have Dobbins over Jacobs. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And, and you know why? About? Because ja but okay. So 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 let me give you the the differentiation there. They brought in a running back to compete with Josh Jacobs. Dobbins came in and got rid of his competition. 
So I definitely believe he's going to have more opportunities. Not I mean, to mention the fact that the, the, the Baltimore Ravens, if you look at the, the the amount, the total amount of rushes that the Baltimore Ravens had in comparison to the total amount of rushes that the Raiders had, it's night and day. They 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 just run the ball a hell of a lot more. So Dobbins is going to have way more opportunities than Jacobs. And the RB two on the team, Gus Edwards, will not have as many opportunities as Kenyon Drake. So I absolutely believe that um Dobbins will end up being a better um pick than Jacobs. That's that's not even just yet. all right. This is just a quick. So what about your boy Swift? Is he in front of Dobbins? Absolutely not. Okay. And what about your boy Jonathan Taylor? He is. C H. So, uh he is not, he's one he's one behind him actually. Well, if that's the case, I think I can name C E H is one behind him, is what I mean. Okay. Well, I probably can name 12 guys then. Nah. I got Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry. Alvin Kamara, Nick Chubb, Ezekiel Elliott, Najee Harris, Jonathan Taylor, Aaron Jones, Antonio Gibson, Joe Mixon, and then J.K. Dobbins. You didn't name Austin Eckler? I didn't. <laughs> okay. Okay. Austin Eckler is another one of those guys that scare me. He's never had the workload ever in the history of his NFL um uh career yet he always manages to get hurt like I, I, and, and not only that but if you take away the goal line and all you're doing is catching in, in a ppr league this would be a little bit different but th this is this is looking at half point 12 uh um this is looking at half point in in the full ppr league um i i would i, I would move up uh eckler um a little bit higher uh because his quarterback is going to throw is, is going to do drop the, uh um is going to uh you know drop the ball down to the running back a little bit more often than what you're going to see with lamar lamar is going to take off running versus throwing the ball to the running back so in a full ppr i would agree that eckler might go ahead and push him out of that top 12. okay well i, I just don't i, I just don't, like i said I, I just see it as 60 40 split at best i mean because Gus the bus. Um, but it's 60 40 it, of such a large number. Yeah, that's large so, enough. But but 60% of 100 is a lot more than 70% of 60. So there are running backs that'll get a larger percentage of carries, but their team doesn't run the ball nearly as much. I don't think it's a, I don't think it's enough to make them finish that high, is what I'm saying. Right. Because guess guess the Edwards, highest in the NFL by far, by far. Just, just like you said, you said he ran Ingram out of town. Yeah. But at the same time, Gus Edwards signed. Already there. Here it is. Gus Edwards signed a deal in the offseason. You're aware of that, right? Yeah, to be the number two running back. But he signed a deal in the offseason, correct? And he's getting paid less he, than he, Dobbins. So what does that tell he, you? He actually finished with more carries than Dobbins last year, correct? He was he Dobbins was a, Dobbins wasn't getting that's, those. That's, I told you to the, the, rookie, the rookie thing don't mean anything though, man. It means a lot when it's no, a committee, bro. No, 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 no. If, hey, the man is the man. If and you, who if took you over? 
no, you being disingenuous right now because nah. the same the same thing that you said the other day about Trey Sermon, he might not start out as the man, but you may want to have him because he's going to take over. When you look at end of year numbers, it's going to say he didn't get as many carries as this guy or that guy. That doesn't mean that he's not now entrenched as the starter and he's not now entrenched in the amount of carries that he's going to get. So with a rookie, I don't look at the whole year unless they had the job. You mentioned Hunt. He had the job the whole year because of an injury. You got to remember, in that year that Hunt took over, he wasn't even going to start. Your boy uh, Williams, Williams was the starter in camp, and Williams was going to be the starter for game one. So we don't even know if Hunt would have had that year if he didn't have the opportunity. So what I'm saying is once uh, Dobbins was given the opportunity, he ran with that shit, and Ingram was booted out of town. Gus Edwards, if you look at – now, split it between halves. Don't just look at the whole year. Look at the amount of carries Gus Edwards had once Dobbins took over. That's the comparison, not what he had for the whole year. This is my thing. I think he's clearly the most talented. Don't get me wrong. He's the most talented player in the backfield. But he's not a receiver. So third down, he's definitely probably going to be off the field. That's not true. Okay. That's well, technical part is not true. Have you watched any Ohio State games? The boy can catch. Trust me on that. I watch all the Ohio State Buckeye games. They just not being able to is do something. The, is he the best receiver in the backfield they have? Who's better? Justin ain't a better. Justice Hill is a better a receiver than him. But he's not. He's not leaving the field for Justice Hill. Justice when, Hill. When third Justice down Hill comes around, field, I can very uh, well last see it. When third down comes around, I can very Justice well see Hill it. wasn't on the field last year as a third down back. Why would he be on there as a third down back this year? That don't okay. make sense. Okay. That, I, I'm, we, I'm we, just saying. Like, we, what's we, have, we have to see. Like no, I say, don't. I just don't. Just, Justice Hill has never put anybody off the field. He wasn't he wasn't the third down back last year. He wasn't the third down back the year before. But now all of a sudden he's gonna be. That don't make sense. Hey, when when, it's, when one guy comes out and the next one comes in, who knows? I just don't see this guy as being on the field all three downs and and getting the the, the volume that he really needs to to be what you think he's gonna be. I think he's gonna be good. Don't get me wrong. I just don't think that. He's going to get enough. I don't think he's going to get enough. That's it. I don't see him getting enough. I'm sorry. Again, his name is on the board, and I will revisit this at the end of the year. Yeah. I think, <laughs> it's, like I, I say, don't get me wrong, he's the most talented. Clearly, he's the most talented. But when your quarterback rushes for 1,000 yards in the last two seasons, and these guys have never shown where they're giving the keys to one guy, I don't see them doing it this year. I think it's, they're going to keep up, the same. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Back, back up. Who right. hasn't shown that they'll give the keys to one guy? Because they damn sure gave the keys to Ingram. And they that's who he took the keys from. When, last year? No, not last year. The year before when Ingram they was But they didn't have anybody. Running. That's when they didn't have they, anybody. Because Edwards was still there. What are you talking about? No, but Because Edwards isn't that. That style of running back. That's my point. But Gus Edwards ain't that dude. That's what I just said. He no, he, I mean, take touches away from Dobbins. He's that dude enough to have more carries than this so, man. So what you're saying is he's that dude enough to take carries away from Dobbins, but he wasn't that dude enough to take carries away from Ingram, who lost his job to Dobbins. Hey, Ingram was a guy that they bought in. They signed. He's a big time free agent. Dobbins was a guy they brought in too with high what, draft I'm capital. Trying to, I'm trying to figure out what year you're talking about. 
because I mean, when it comes to uh, the, the first year that he came to the that he came to he, the he, Ravens, he, he took carries from him. What you mean? He who? To my Gus Edwards, he took carries. There's a difference between taking carries and having carries. No running back is going to get 100 of the carries on any team. Listen, Gus so, Edwards did not take carries from him. Gus Edwards has had over 700 yards rushing the last three seasons. That's what awesome. are you talking? What That's are awesome. you talking about? How many yards did Ingram hey, hey, have? How many yards did Dobbins have? How many how many yards did Ingram have? Now, now you said Gus, you said Gus Edwards had okay, so so you're proving my point. You no, said you're proving Ed, my point. No, no, sir. No, sir. <laughs> you just said that Gus Edwards had 700 yards the last three years, right? That includes again, includes the year that Ingram was a running back. 10 meaning that Gus Edwards can do what he normally does and the starting running back still be in how many RB years ago was this how many years? two years ago two years ago yes that was Ingram's first year as a Raven he was a he was he was a top 10 RB and, and like you just said Gus Edwards has had 700 yards the last how many years meaning that the starting running back for Baltimore can still be a top 10 running back if Gus Edwards does what he normally does because they run the ball so damn much. It's room to eat for everybody. That's my point. If Gus Edwards is who he is, if he does what he's averaged for the last three years, that leaves plenty of room for Dobbins to be at RB1. He's better than what Mark Ingram was two years ago. I promise you that. You just proved my point. I don't. I, I mean, Mark Ingram two years ago he had a thousand yards, five. He had ten touchdowns, thousand yards. <clears throat> but you said that Lamar's gonna take all the touchdowns, right? I'm telling you, bro. Like uh, you, you. No, I didn't say. Go, I, I didn't say go take all the touchdowns. I said this guy rushed for a thousand yards the last two so, seasons, so, so he's gonna get his. He's gonna get so, his carries. So, so, so let's look at it. Lamar had a thousand. Ingram had a thousand, and Edwards had seven hundred. The same, it's gonna be the same formula. That's how much they run. That's no, that, that's that, legit how much Baltimore runs, bro. That's, that's cool, what I'm but this is my thing though, right? I'm not one of those people that think a thousand yards is like big deal. Because if you but do when it comes on it, with the touchdowns, yeah, that's what he's gonna a see. better running back than Ingram. That's all if he wasn't a better running back than Ingram, Ingram would have never got booted from the Saints. But this is my thing, it's not if he's a better running back than Ingram. The comparison is the rest of the league. You say he'll finish top 12. I think. There may be better situations, other places to make this not be true. That's what it boils down to. It's not about Ingram. It's not about all the other stuff we're talking about. It's about what else is out there. You see what I'm saying? That's the argument. The argument is top 12. Are there 12 guys that's going to be in better positions or more talented than he is? Nope. That's what I'm saying. I I overstand, and I still say no. Let's carry carry on. There, there's a couple of guys. Uh, did you did you mention David Montgomery? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so David Montgomery is another one. I, I don't, okay. I need you to help me on this one. All right? mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out if I should give David Montgomery the same type of credit I give, I'm giving JT. Uh, they played kind of the same caliber of team, which was not very good. Their last several games of the season – you said earlier, if you look at the stretch that the rookie had, that's telling for what he's going to do this season. Uh-huh. The stretch that David Montgomery had won championships. 
and I was the dumbass that dropped them earlier, and somebody picked them up for free, and I was the record. So, so I mean, he was frustrated. He started out the year not doing very much, and ended the year with his hair on fire. So, I don't know which David Montgomery I'm going to see. He doesn't have as easy as a schedule as what he had last year, and having Williams as the uh, Number two running back. I hope right. people don't sleep on that because you got to understand Williams, the head coach of the Bears, was the coach that made Williams a household name there for a year or two. Correct. So he knows what he's getting out of that guy. Right. So I, I don't believe he's going to have any issue whatsoever utilizing him on a regular basis. I think the one that's going to kind of lose some ground, if you will, is going to be Tariq Cohen because he was normally the guy, the running back that got all of the pass catching. Um, but now that's going to be split between him and Williams. But right. the, the thing that gets me is Montgomery isn't going to have the same pass catching volume that he had last year, which was all of it from the running back position. Um, and he also isn't going to have the same amount of carries because there are going to be three capable backs at any given time that can run the rock. So I just don't know. There are enough questions to make me think that his his ceiling this year is going to be a mid to high RB2, which is why he's in my tier four. I, I I mean I agree totally with you on that. Um, Damian Williams coming in, he's his guy. He's familiar with the system that they're running, and uh, I just don't think I, I, I'm just curious to see how it all works out. I mean, even with Tariq Cohen, who's more of a third down type of running back, I think he'd probably be more implemented in uh, special teams than anything this year, and maybe a couple of little jet sweeps and those kind of plays. I don't really see him getting a whole bunch of snaps in the backfield uh, with Damian being there. But I like David Montgomery, man. He finished strong last year. Uh, and it, I, you know what, though? I think who's the starting quarterback of this team is probably going to be – you probably get a little more clear vision on how good David Montgomery going to be. You think you he'll be better with who? With Fields, of course. Okay. I mean, any, Actually, any so running I back is good with a quarterback that can run. I mean, period. It just opened up different kind of running lanes for you. When so there's a threat he, of running by the quarterback. Here's the only issue with that. And <laughs> look, and, and don't shoot the messenger because it's going to sound like I'm talking out both sides of my mouth. So let me finish before, <laughs> before, before you say something. So the fact that Fields can run is, is also a part of the reason why I don't think David Montgomery will do as well. Uh, but it's because of Chicago's overall rushing volume, unlike in Baltimore with the guy that we just talked about, who Lamar is going to run way more than Fields does. The team is going to pass the ball a lot more because Fields is a better passer than Lamar. So um, I believe that that's going to take away a few more carries from Montgomery that he would have otherwise had with Dalton. You got breaking news? No. <laughs> okay. 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 I'm just making sure. I'm just making sure. Yeah. Um, but so I believe that um, that's going to kind of be a hindrance for Montgomery, just the, the amount of miles to feed and then having a running quarterback. I think he'll actually start out better. I th he's one of those guys that's going to start out um, getting a little bit more than what he's going to hold out to get. Mm -hmm. So I say, you, you, I mean, he's one of those guys that I would have on my bench and I'm trying to trade him before feels does what he's going to do which is take over at some point um because feels is real good just like lamar with that quarterback draw 
um, when when you on the when you in the red zone, and that's going to take away some of the uh, touchdowns that Montgomery can get. We got just a couple of more running backs to talk about from this tier, and then we're going to shoot through tier five real fast. Okay. Um, this episode is going to be a little bit longer than normal because we want to get all the running backs in in this episode, so you don't have to go here, there, and everywhere to do your research for running backs if you want to go back through. Um, so the last couple of guys um, that we're going to um, touch on, um, Damian Harris. I believe that Damian Harris um, – well, actually, let's start out with talking about the Patriots. I believe that it's a misnomer that the Patriots don't have a guy when it comes right. to running back. What's right. happened is over the years, the situation has called for either due to injury or skill set to have multiple running backs because one running back couldn't do the job of several. I honestly and earnestly believe that with the play calling um, ability of McDaniels and the, the savviness of Bill Belichick, they know and understand that it's more beneficial to have a guy that the defense doesn't know if it's going to be a passing down or if it's going to be a running down. So <laughs> if the guy in the backfield on third down is only out there on third down, then you kind of have a feel for what's coming. Other than when it's James White and he may kind of um, every now and then it may be a draw play and he'll get a few yards on the ground. But I believe that this year, um, based on what I'm hearing out of camp, based on what I saw from Harris last year when he was healthy, Barring injury, which is why he is in the tier higher, I believe the Patriots actually may have themselves the closest to a bell cow that the Patriots have had in years, like like years. The word bell cow and Patriots don't even go together. It doesn't because they haven't had the guy to do it. Think about it. You've had Sony Michelle who can't catch the ball out the backfield. You've had James White, who can't run through the tackles. You had um, Rex Burkhead, who is – I mean, he's, he's a utility guy. He can't do anything really well, but he can do a little bit of everything. I mean, we, we haven't had a guy who was better than average at all things versus just having the, their niche, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, but when we've had that guy, he got the rock. Like who? Um, it's it it you Corey Dillon? gotta go back. You gotta go back. <laughs> How far we gotta go back? I mean, you, you gotta go back. I mean, like, hell, you might have to go all the way back to freaking Maroney. And and he was only the bell cow for like a year before he got hurt. Um yeah. I mean, but you you gotta go back some year, but but all the running backs since those guys didn't have a full complemented skill set. So I'm just saying that it's possible. In this particular instance, because he can do all things and because White is on a one year deal, we might want to see what we got with this guy. So we know if we have to draft somebody or get somebody in the offseason. Um, and the last guy that wasn't in this tier for you um, that I want to discuss, um, I think people might be sleeping on Mike Davis. Uh, we're a week away from. Uh, not even a week at this point from them having to play actual games and they don't have anybody else. Um, if Mike Davis can do some of what he did in Carolina in Atlanta, which he should actually have more touchdown opportunities. Um, the quarterback is definitely better. Um, 
I honestly think Mike Davis is a value right now for where he's going. Uh, I've been hearing some things out of camp where um, they speaking on this guy that, that that's come behind. A lot of people are waiting to see uh, the undrafted free agent, the the, the quadri Allison. Yeah, Allison. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, he was I'm, there last year and didn't do nothing. Though. And then they also brought in Cordell Patterson, and and they're actually looking at Cordell Patterson as a running back. Like he's, he's had years to wow me, and he's just the guy. Um, th- that was another guy that was on the Patriots for a minute. Um, and he 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 barely got into the fold. He was basically a special teams guy. Yeah. I mean, he might actually be a special teams guy in Atlanta while you're playing because they, they, yeah, they don't have a turn. So yeah, I'm sure he'll do both. Yeah, but I don't know if he's a Mike Davis is, running back guy. Yeah, look at what, look Mike, what he did and when CMC got hurt. He had some good games, but some games he disappeared also. I agree. But for no, where he's been drafted, it ain't like you need him to be a one. And on most weeks, he was a one until he got hurt. I'm just saying. Yeah. Like, like for, for, for to be this far down and to have somebody that could possibly be a one or a two. I mean, look, I, look, I'm, 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 I just think he have a little bit of competition when it comes to carries. And not only that, I think Atlanta defense is so bad that it may be playing from behind a lot. And that's that benefits him. Does it? He's not running the ball, and then now then spread out. His his, ball. his his quarterback isn't a runner. It's going to be a whole lot of checkdowns to Mike Davis or, or Cordell Patterson. Just another Pat, receiver. Pat Patterson isn't going to be. Pat Patterson ain't going to be the starter. You, you no, 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 not at all, not the starter. But I'm just saying, when you're behind and you're moving about the field, I think this may <laughs> take Mike off the field. Maybe these other guys will get an opportunity. I don't see an opportunity where he get a lot of volume when it comes to like your prototypical running back is what I'm saying with Mike Davis. He's I, I cool. think he'll I think he'll get I, I think he'll be the, the definitely the lead back. Like like I, I don't oh, yeah, think it's yeah, gonna yeah, be much of sure. a much of a um much of a discussion as far as lead back is concerned. Uh this next tier, it has a couple of guys in it's it. It's large. Uh, it's definitely large. And a lot yeah. of these guys we aren't even necessarily gonna speak on individually. Um but I want to talk about this actually next two tiers for me um, because of where it breaks. But we're going to shoot through and just talk about maybe we'll pick two each to talk about. Um, My tier five, James Robinson, Melvin Gordon, Zach Moss, Trey Sermon, Michael Carter, Chase Edmonds, Roheem Mostert, uh, Ronald Jones, David Johnson, James Conner, Gus Edwards, A.J. Dillon, Kenyon Drake, and Latavi- Latavius Murray. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are my tier fives. Um, and I do want to give the disclaimer that the only reason that Trey Sermon and Michael Carter aren't higher is because I believe the same situation is going to happen with them that happened with Dobbins last year. They're going to be the clear-cut guy by years years end. So you may want to stash him or trade for him at some point. But to start the season, there's going to be a bit of a committee until the coaches truly uh, develop that trust, and then they're going to run with it. Um, mm-hmm. So that's my disclaimer on those guys. Um, Ronald Jones, I may be sleeping on a little bit. Um, word word in camp is uh, he's completely outshining. Um, Leonard Fournette and during oh. the season last year he outshone Leonard Fournette it wasn't until the playoffs that um, right. Jones actually got hurt um, that Leonard Fournette started to shine a little bit and became playoff Lenny so 
Uh, that's my tier five and uh, my, my, my kind of my, my write up on that tier. All right, my tier five I got Zach Moss, uh, Rohim Mostert, Damian Harris, Javante Williams, uh, Travis Etienne, Latavius Murray, Ronald Jones, Gus Edwards, Melvin Gordon, Leonard Fournette, Michael Carter, Jamal Williams, Trey Sermon, Tony Pollard, uh, AJ Dillon will round okay. out my tier of five. Okay, give me a little uh, bit of background on a couple of them. A couple of these guys, man, I think um, they can very well jump into tier four and even maybe tier three production-wise when it's all said and done. Uh, Michael Carter is one of those guys I think a lot of people are going to be uh, looking at. He's clearly the uh, the number one back in camp. Uh, coming out of that Shanahan zone running scheme, you know, any running back in that, uh, I preach about it. I love it. So I, I really think he can have those numbers that could uh, be tier three, like maybe even top four, uh, tier four. Like he's going to have some some good weeks, I think, uh, moving forward. Um, also, Melvin Gordon. I know a lot of people think Javante Williams is going to be this this guy, but it seems like Melvin Gordon is seems like he's the guy. I Denver. think I think it's going to be the same situation again as your Dobbins, as your like like most most rookie running back as your Trey Sermon. The only the only rookie <clears throat> running back that I've heard that is the starter is Michael Carter right now, right. but it's still a one A one B one C kind of a deal. So, and the one thing about this tier here, man, you're gonna have guys that have explosive weeks, and then they're gonna disappear. Absolutely, you know what I mean. So, you're gonna have maybe weeks that uh, Michael Carter's gonna have a good week. Um, Raheem Moster, you know him. Yeah. I mean, he, it's enough for him to average five, six yards a clip in a game and then he get hurt. You know what I mean? So absolutely. Uh, I agree. And so and let, let me let me make a quick point. Um, just just off of that, I piggybacking on that. When these guys have a week or two that's way higher than expected, don't assume that that's about to be their norm. Trade their ass. For sure. For sure. Please don't think that just because they're yours that they're world beaters. That's the if if there's one mistake that people make that 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 just just really burns me is the the last guy on your bench you're unwilling to trade him because you think that he's going to be some world beater and really that's going to be the dude that's going to keep you from making the trade. It, right. it don't it, it don't make sense. Please don't I, I, be that person. You definitely want to strike where the iron is hot. Uh, one other guy I'm paying attention to. Because a lot of these guys in this, uh, when you're picking in this ballpark, they want injury away from being RB ones. I mean, we talk about Absolutely. guys like Kareem Hunt. If Chubb goes down, mm -hmm. he jumps straight to the top. Absolutely. Um, I think for Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, Legatron. If this guy, uh, if, if Aaron Jones was to go down, I can see that. Watch out. It's you know a Tony I mean? Pollard situation. He, it's right. A, he jumps um, straight to tier two, like overnight. I, so, so, um. When you're picking this, these are a lot of guys that they may not start from you from week to week, mm -hmm. but they're definitely good to have on your bench. And because a lot of these guys are handcuffs at this, right. at this point, and a lot of these guys are one injury away from being uh, fantasy gods. So, and let's go ahead and jump into that last tier. With this one, we'll discuss <laughs> one each, and we're just going to go through the list. Um, and this kind of rounds out the ones that are worth having for the most part. Um, you got Leonard Fournette, Devin Singletary. Tony Pollard, Jamal Williams, Naeem Hines, Kenneth Gainwell, Philip Lindsay, Alexander Madison, Rashard Penny, Tariq Cohen, 
uh, Tevin Coleman, J.D. McKissick, James White, uh, Sony Michelle, Giovanni Bernard, and Joshua Kelly. Actually, no. The last one would be Mark Ingram because I believe he's going to end up on another team at some point. Hmm. That's another guy that's with Houston right now. That's that's right. Yeah, they got they got a whole bunch going on. Um, the one the one person that I'll I'll, I'll talk about. Um, there's one guy on this list right now today that I'll say could possibly, barring health, actually end up as an RB one or two. There's only one on the list, and that's Rashad Penny. Why? Because I don't believe that Carson is going to stay healthy. And if Penny can stay healthy and you're running the rock in a run first offense, well, you may go from being bottom of the bottom to top of the top real quick. And unlike Tony Pollard, who's behind Zeke, who never seems to get hurt, um, unlike Jamal Williams, who's behind Swift, who's a young guy who the coaches are trying to see what they have in exactly, if he, if he can be the bell cow. Um, unlike Philip Lindsay, who has a whole bunch of people in front of him, like none of these guys in this tier, in my opinion, Leonard Fournette, even if Jones got hurt, I don't see any of these other guys being able to be a, a RB one, but mm -hmm. talent wise, Penny can be that if he's, if he has the full workload right. and stays healthy. All right. Agreed. I think tier six, like you said before, these are some guys that's worth having on your roster. Uh, they may not be week to week starters for you. If you're in a very large league, these guys may be your flex players. Um, you also at this point at this bottom, this is also a, a these are lotteries. And what yeah. I mean by that is they're one injury away from being the man. And there's actually one other person that and, I left and out. And I probably named him. Too. And I probably named him in my list. Uh, but I got Devin Singletary, okay. James Connor, Kenyon Drake. Uh, J.D. McKissick, yes. Uh, okay. Tevin Coleman, Naheem Hines, uh, James White, Marlon Mack, Rashad Penny, Damian Williams, Sony Michelle, Ty Johnson, and for my last guy, this is the guy I'm talking about is Alexander Madison. Yeah, um, I got you. Hey, you you already know what time it is. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? He's absolutely. Tier, he's tier six, but one ACL straight to yep. the top. Absolutely. I mean, there's a guy that neither one of us named and the fantasy community would kill us based on the subject matter. If we don't mention this guy based on his situation. And that guy is Darrington Evans for Tennessee. Here's the thing. Mm -hmm. When you have as many carries as Henry has had over the past couple years, it is, it is, it is likely you you you're due for an injury, like, and this this isn't this isn't anything against Henry. This isn't wishing anything bad on anybody, but it's a Demarco Murray um, type of a scenario. It's a um, it's a case where when you hit a certain number of carries, it just makes it. It's kind of like when that car gets to a hundred thousand miles. <laughs> it's, you might as well go ahead and get it checked out because something ain't gonna be quite as right as it was when you were on the way to getting there. And for a running back, when you're getting that many touches, it's like that odometer hitting that uh, – it's, it's like hitting that 100,000-mile mark. And if you're talking about lottery picks, Darrington Evans might just be that lottery pick. Um, Cuba Hubbard as well, the rookie in Carolina. 
if CMC happens to go down again, he may actually be, you know, someone to look at. Um, Joshua Kelly, the same thing. Eckler goes down quite a lot. Right now, he's the next man up. So we just we're just talking about the All next right. man up scenario and who All would right. take over and who would have that RB one volume. Now, granted, you're probably going to have a veteran come in if someone were to go go down for a long extended period of time and things of that nature. Um, but these are just things to consider before they happen. When you have that open spot on your bench, rather than filling it with somebody that has no chance of ever doing anything but disappointing you, fill it with some of these guys that may be that lottery ticket that may end up panning out. Because one thing is for sure, the two things are for certain. A lot of running backs are going to be injured. Some of the injuries may not be season long, but you can bet your bottom damn dollar that it's going to be a lot of running back injuries, the same as it is every single year with that being said we have made it through our running back tears this is a little bit longer of an episode than what we're going to have on a regular base i can tell you right now the wide receiver tears that's going to be broken into two episodes just because of how many wide receivers there are to get uh, but the next episode up is going to be breaking down the wide receiver tiers. we're going to try to get through all of the tiers of every category before most of the drafts start popping off, which is normally after like that uh, second, third week of preseason or, or the week right prior to the NFL season popping off. So that's what we're going to bring to you to make sure that you are best prepared. Also, so you can go ahead and start making the trades and start looking at people that are maybe on the waivers that you may want to replace with guys that are just going to clog up your bench. Um, so those are the next things that are going to be on the list. We appreciate everybody uh, joining us for this episode. As always, make sure you check us out on our social media feeds. Uh, we have the Fantasy Football Fiend on IG. On Twitter, it's Fantasy underscore Fiend. On Facebook, it is the Fantasy Football Fiend Facebook group. And... Um, that, like I said, make sure that you follow us. Young Vander, give him your info one more time so you, they can hit you up if they need to. Uh, that's Young Vander, the word young, V-A-N-D-E-R. Uh, I'm on IG, Twitter. Uh, any questions, any fancy questions, uh, feel free to DM me and I will answer back. All right, y'all. Signing out, man. Till next time. <laughs>